This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Best in Leeds podcast. You're here with your host Craig and Sam. Sam, how are you doing today? Yeah, very good, thank you. The heat wave continues. It's uh, going to get really hot this week, apparently. Hottest day of the year coming up, so that'll be fun. Yeah, not to be <laughs> the typical British complaining when it's too hot, too cold type thing, but I have to admit, today's the first time during the summer I feel very stuffy today. It's like, getting it's a bit much. I'm a bit mithered. It's not good. We and, need we're, and we're sat in a room, just for um, just to try and illustrate a few, we're sat in a room away from where we usually record, it's quite lavish in its theme. It's got um, it's got leather chairs yeah, and it's bookcase wallpaper. I feel like I need a brandy and a cigar. And there's brandy glass here behind us. There is. Oh. We're just lacking the actual brandy. And, and it's a nice room, but it's uh, it's a Maybe little, we should it's, do it's that. Stuffy, isn't it? We should do drinks and snacks with podcast recordings because we got some lovely free cheese today. We did get part free of the cheese. Yeah. Wallace and Gromit. Tar. Was that what it was connected to? Yeah, it's the Wallace and Gromit on the wrapper. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come to it later with our um, guide to, to the um, summer holidays. Of but course. yes, um, we received some Wallace and Gromit themed Wednesdaydale cheese today as part of the Gromit Unleashed store at the White Rose Centre, which just launched. Lovely. Mm, but more of that later. Um, so our first feature for this edition, we've been to a new restaurant which is open in Leeds City Centre. It is um, Colombian-themed. Very nice. Very nice. It's all steak, uh, meat. I was going to say, it's very meat-based sort of menus, isn't it, it's in those places? It's nice. It, like it's proper steak houses. It's very meaty menu. Yeah, it's, Sam, it's an interesting one because we're going to hear from the people, the team behind it in a second. But So they've taken over, or well, not taken over, but they've, they've joined forces with um, Caracas mm-hmm. um, Restaurant. So how it's going to work is in the daytime, Caracas will continue where it is in uh, York Place. Okay. They'll do their lunch. Well, they'll do a menu at lunch, which is all theirs. Okay. And then in the evening, it becomes um, the new Colombian restaurant. Very nice. So. And we're going to have a real good stab at the pronunciation of the um, the restaurant's name. And apologies to the team if it's wrong. Um, what are we call it? We're going to go. We're, we're going La Taberna. La Taberna. That's what we'll go. It's it's definitely one of those two ways. I think. We're not. I mean, we're, we're looking at the Instagram page right now, and it looks good. There is some really nice food on there. The tapas menu looks amazing. Got all these little small dishes and cuts of meat and cured meats, and uh, that looks like calamari. And yeah, if you've uh, if you want to head over to their Instagram page, uh, which is La Taberna Leads, you can get a bit of a sense of, of what you're in for visually. Yes, and one thing which isn't on the Instagram page which I really liked, which I think was actually something which um, Caracas had, and it's obviously been adopted by mm-hmm. um, the new team as well. They've got a foosball table as well. Oh, is, nice. It's quite nice. Um, I spoke to Vivi, who is the head chef um, at the new venture, and she told me quite a lot about the menu. So I'm Viviana. I'm the head chef of uh, La Taberna. So what we're doing here is we're doing tapas, Spanish food, and everything that we do here is like pretty much homemade. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what have you found the response been to your dishes? Oh gosh, so good. A really like positive yeah. feedback, positive vibes, and um, uh, it's been two and a half months that we started this new venture. Yeah. And uh, people just come here and they just like live happy, and that's that's something that I love to do. And it feels like a lovely vibe as well. Looking around, like nice and open planned, yes. and obviously. 
a real nice decor as well. I mean, you must be so proud to be at this stage. Yes, but I mean, uh, we I've been doing this for the past uh, eight years of my life. Yeah. But I don't know if you ever heard of La Rambla. Yeah, so yeah, we were just talking about it. Yeah. yeah, so I was a head chef there. And obviously we closed the restaurant because we were not getting along with uh, the other business partners. Yeah. The restaurant was like doing great. Mm -hmm. Numbers were amazing. And, you know, we just like decided to shut the place down. And it was just a shame because a lot of people, they, they lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know. It was one of those decisions in life that you just like have to make for yourself and yeah, exactly. I was there with my husband so you know it wasn't worth it and um, so the other uh, Spanish business partner he um, he also left the business as well mm. and um, he went back to Spain and okay. we got really we have a really good relationship with him and um, with the rest of the guys that we work there with so yeah. And now you're here, obviously, as well. I'm here. Really we're trying to bring back all the <laughs> of the La Rambla loyal customers yeah. and all the clientele back here. So, so far, what I've heard from people, they just like they say that the food is better than it was in La Rambla. So, and that's great for you, obviously. Yeah, because it's only two of us in the kitchen, so <laughs> you know. So it's 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 a, a really nice reward to hear that from people that. Obviously, we're doing everything from here. Now I'm just like prepping yeah. all the potatoes for tonight's um, service. Um, everything, though, even the uh, the mayo, which is the alioli, homemade. We don't buy we don't buy anything from from like the stores. All right? fresh ingredients. All fresh yeah. ingredients. I usually go to the market every. Today I was there, so like probably twice a week. So everything that we get from all the, it's like local products as well. So, so far so good That's and great. we get along with the, with the suppliers, it's so cool. Which is always handy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, we are trying to do all the gluten-free stuff just because uh, nowadays people tend yeah. to be weird with the, with the kind of yeah, food that they serve out there and sometimes people say, yeah, and it's not so the the croquettes mm. homemade even the the breadcrumbs I, I mean I, I Craig I had such a bad experience trying to look for the uh, for the breadcrumbs so it. what I do is like I usually blend together rice crackers mm. and that's sort of our uh, breadcrumbs instead of uh, having breadcrumbs or just like you know and it's that attention to detail as well I guess for, for you like <laughs> And it's so it's tense. the same the same quality, the same uh, ingredients that you're yeah. gonna find in a in a croquette. You're gonna find the bechamel and everything else, but everything, yes. including the the flour, is gluten free as well. Fantastic. So and, everything. And, and if someone was um, sort of new to your restaurant, what what dishes would you recommend? Oh yes, my pride and joy, <laughs> my pride and joy, the chorizo, yeah. the chorizo and the bravas, which are also we just like chop the potatoes, we peel the potatoes, chop the potatoes. Uh, we uh, deep fry them, we comfort them, and then at the end of this, well, for like 20 minutes, and then um, when people arrive here, they're gonna have fresh yeah. food. So the potatoes are gonna be nice and fresh and crunchy, with, along with the sauce, which is amazing. I recommend the, uh, the steak. <laughs> being from I've South America, that, yes. being from South America, so it's just like, um, 
I wanted to mix some ingredients. I mean, ingredients are going to be the same and everywhere. <clears throat> but uh, one thing that we love is just corn and plantains. Mm. So in the steak, you're going to find a puree, <clears throat> a plantain puree, sweet plantain puree. It's really good. It goes along. It goes along with the with the steak. It is so so good. And also the the, uh, the chicken uh, skewers. They're really really good as well. And um, what, if someone wants to come down, what are your opening hours? Five thirty to nine, Monday to Friday, and probably after the summer. Probably we're thinking about opening on Saturdays. Oh great! Yeah. It's, it's a real interesting venture here as well, because obviously the premises. It is. Explain a little bit about how you operate in the daytime and how you are. Okay, so in the morning we we operate as Caracas Grill. Mm -hmm. So we do barbecue, chicken, steak, and sausages, which are Guido's. Um, signature recipe yeah. they're really really good so we we kind of changed the menu it was really like products from South America but then we we noticed that those products were not selling so we got a lot of people from from offices coming in in in, in, in the lunch time yeah, during the lunch line a quick lunch I guess maybe so yeah. yeah so now we're just doing those three proteins mm -hmm. and we got the sides rice um, salad coleslaw black beans which are gluten free as well again <laughs> and chips so again keeping it simple as well as we're doing it in the in the evening yeah. so that's what we do in the mornings and then we're trying to uh, get certain specials during the week so now this week's uh, we're gonna have the chicken chicken wings spicy sweet and sour chicken well, not sour but they're really spicy yeah. uh, barbecue chicken wings and they come with chips and then you know trying to just like give something quick yeah yeah exactly Everything that we do is it's gonna it's it's done here. Yeah. It's not that we just buy uh, seasoned um, proteins. No, no. Everything that we do here, we know for sure that we serve it and we do it and we prep it so that people will have food every day. And it's obviously like you say a nice mix for the evening then as well, like you say. Yes, and then in the evenings we're doing tapas, so. Um, we created a really good reputation at La Ronda, so we're trying to just bring that here. And the space is like four times smaller mm. than in there, so it's like really nice to see, to just like cook yeah. the food and then bring it out to, to the table. Like, so. like a cozy, sort of intimate type yeah. feel, I guess. And yeah, and it feels like, you know, we became, yeah. we become friends. Yeah, with, exactly. Yeah. With certain clients and obviously you just like have to keep that Andre mm -hmm. you know you're the, you're the customer or the client but then it depends of how you just like how open you are then you know it's like for us being from South America we're just like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite a, I guess a quite a clash of culture with British people as well I guess a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 and I've just seen the corner of my eyes the foosball table as well I mean that's obviously fantastic little um, um, things for people to play when they come as well, isn't it? Yeah, so that's, that comes handy when people come in to, like, in the mornings. Yeah. So people usually order their food and in about five to seven minutes or less than five. Sometimes the yeah. waiting time, it can be uh, longer than that. Yeah. So it's just like, 
it's so handy exactly for them. And then at the at the evening, in the evenings, it's so cool because people usually tend to have uh, their meal. They finish with the food, and then they just come and play with it. I love the relaxing environment. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I just want to say as well, if people want to find out more about you guys, is there a website or anywhere? Yeah, you can so it's uh, Lataverna, uh, LatavernaElites.com. Yeah. And also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lataverna Great stuff, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, so that was my interview with the team down at Lataverna. It is just open now in 16 York Place, sharing with um, Caracas Restaurant, and it is open between 5.30 till 9pm on weekdays and as you heard they're going to look at maybe extending that to Saturdays come maybe August, September time so go down and give it a try and let us know what you think. Sam, moving forward, mm-hmm. it's a busy busy packed edition this week, we've got a lot coming up, I think one of the things which would be quite nice, we did allude to it a bit earlier, we're in the holidays, yeah. it's summer, school's out for summer, school's out for summer, very Alice Cooper and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the guide of what to do, that's that's the big thing now, isn't it? Yeah, parents, I imagine all of the ladies are pulling their hair out thinking, how on earth are we going to keep the kids amused for six weeks? It's a long old time. I don't envy them. I, I mean, when I wrote our guide, then I don't envy them. Help <laughs> out uh, the parents in Leeds and put together a bumper guide of everything there is to do in the holidays from little attractions here in Leeds and around the city centre to beaches and swimming parks that are a short drive away to special events coming up like the Wallace and Gromit Trail um, and little things happening around the city's venues and Millennium Square which has lots going on and, and yeah, I, you're spoilt for choice. And I think one of the things which really starts to me was City Beach certainly mm-hmm. and I said the Wallace and Gromit Trail but I think as we're going to obviously allude to a bit now was massive dinosaurs it's just a loop we come to a um, yeah trinity life has found a way to trinity Leeds. Yeah. um you probably you might have seen it over the weekend if you've been down that way but there is a what is it eight is it it's an eight tall? eight meter tall <laughs> don't you need to test me now it's an eight meter tall and i think 18 meters in length maybe yeah um, giant t-rex yeah full-on jurassic park animatronic mode. and all that it moves i had a recurring nightmare about a t-rex as kids so to be honest i'm a little bit frightened i'm not sure i can go into trinity for a bit i might have to build up to it oh it's weird i think i seem to remember as a kid i had this conversation the other day about jurassic park jurassic park wasn't a big part of my childhood to fair which i know a lot of people <laughs> sort of my age it was i guess but um my mum let me watch jurassic park I don't blame her. It was scary. <laughs> yeah. It got real very quick. So I only I only really watched it proper for the first time not that many years ago, to be fair. So it's, yeah. it's sort of something which a lot of people like our age sort of talk about. It's never really part of it for me greatly. No. Well, I mean, luckily, I don't think there's much chance of this T-Rex, you know, breaking free and causing chaos. No. It's just it, there is a feat of engineering, it seems. It's a very friendly dinosaur. Yeah. And it's uh, just, yeah, it's just going to be chilling out in the shopping centre until like September. Yes. So you've got all of the holidays to go down and see it, take a dino selfie. And, and, you, and if you really want to, there's um, a, a memorabilia and sort of merchandise store oh, there as well. So if you've got kids that love the dinosaurs, which I know there's a few of them, they are absolutely going to love this. And you may, you know, leave them with the dinosaur. Let it be a pseudo babysitter. Go do your shopping, just come back, find them later. Yeah, why not? You're Obviously, just a disclaimer, we do not advise abandoning your children in the <laughs> Trinity Centre. That was a joke. <laughs> um, and we, and um, our colleague, Christian, who's a friend of the podcast, he's been on here many times before, he um, went down to the Trinity to meet the dinosaur and then chat to the team about what they've got coming up this summer as well. Uh, my name is Howley Miles. I work for Child Friendly Leeds. I'm a business development officer. Great, OK. Um, tell us a little bit about what's going on in Leeds over the summer holidays then, because there's loads of stuff for kids to do, isn't there? 
Yeah, we've got some fantastic offers for children and families all across the summer holidays. So look out especially for the 8th of August um, and we're running Child Friendly Leeds Live on Millennium Square and uh, Andy and the Odd Socks from CBBC will be there um, and there's a range of exciting offers for children and families on that day, on that square and it's only £4 a ticket so it's affordable and for that you get a whole morning or a whole afternoon of entertainment and um, there'll be face painters, refreshments, um, arts and crafts, a whole wide range of activities on that day and then throughout the summer as part of the City Centre Competition Project we're running the Child Friendly These Sundays Project and as part Part of that, our partners within the retail network, libraries, museums um, and the Tetley as well as ASDA are running a series of free events and activities um, and if you check the Child Friendly Leeds website you'll be able to see more information which will link to Breeze Leeds. As well as that, Breeze are running some fantastic festivals throughout the summer across the city. Um, they're all free to take part and they've got you know, great, great stuff to get kids active and, and get them involved. Um, but we're very proud, especially of the Child Friendly Leeds Sundays project. Children can do circus skills, um, uh, bird of prey handling, food tasting, parachutes, dancing, um, arts and crafts, learn how to toast marshmallows. It's going to be really exciting and, and the best thing is it's all free. And why is it so important that Millennium Square sort of embraces the family friendly atmosphere? Because we've got loads of gigs, loads of stuff going on for us adults, but yeah. for the kids, why is it so important for Leeds City Council to make sure they're involved? So within Child Friendly Leeds what we do is we keep children at the heart of everything that we do and so putting one of our events on Millennium Square is really important because it's at the centre of the city and it gives a really strong signal to children and families that they're valuable and they're important and it means that you know as well as the summer series which is really exciting for adults it means that we've got an equal offer for our young people. And hey, the, the summer weather so far has been fantastic. How much is that going to help going into summer days? Fingers crossed yeah. if it can continue. <laughs> it, it's been an absolute dream this summer. And, you know, for children to be able to get outside and have fun and get active, that's one of our key pushes around promoting health and, and well-being for young people in the city. So, you know, the, the gods are smiling on us and the sun is shining and I think the kids are going to have a great time this summer. That was what's coming up at um, Trinity Leeds this summer. Sam, if you were going to recommend... Um, a, the ideal day out this summer for kids and families what would mm -hmm. you say oh well like i said with leeds you've got a lot of options and also the good thing with leeds is as well is that you can do things that are completely free or you can spend a bit of money so whatever budget you're working on because it is expensive if you're trying to keep the kids amused with days out all summer uh there should be something that suits you so if you're happy to spend a bit of cash, the new uh, Go Ape uh, Rounder is mm. no Temple Newsome. Temple Newsome, yeah. Uh, is looking really good. Uh, the courses are great fun. I've done them elsewhere. I've not got down to the Leeds one yet, but that's the day that not only is bound to keep them amused, but also wear them out. So you know they'll sleep easily. A win-win, really. Yeah, there's different levels of courses there. So whether you're a beginner or whether you fancy something a bit more daring, you know, there's something to suit. Um, Tropical world. I know in this heat, the thought of going into somewhere as hot as tropical world makes you think, what, why? But um, yeah, tropical world is such a family favourite in Leeds. You do have to pay to go in, but I, as far as I'm aware, I don't think it's that expensive. It's really, it's really they have family deals in. Yeah, it's not a bank breaker by any means. And, and then, the, uh, so I was say at the start of this um, never-ending summer heat wave. Um, I went to Tropical World pretty much right at the start. I was like, that. it was good. I really enjoyed it, and it was, a, it was actually a lot better than my thought it was going to be. If you know what I mean? It's surprising. It's bigger than you think. Yeah, as well. it was like, it's I think it's about, I think it's about six quid. But uh, for adults, like, I'm not watching, but for adults, and it was very warm. Yeah. 
going in when it's hot not good yeah it's yeah. it's muggy it's a big massive hair yeah like, <laughs> um and then obviously you've got lots of um free days out like you know use the parks like rounded mm. park is lovely pack a picnic go down just spend the day take a football you know um the Leeds city museum uh is free to enter and that usually has some cool exhibits and it's quite an interactive museum as well the kids can get involved and dress up and take part in the exhibits so that's always good fun um even though this is more of a shopping thing, the market's Kirgit Market. Yeah, yeah. They've got some kids' activities planned, I think, for across the summer mm-hmm. uh, in the sort of food and drink zone they've down the bottom. They've got the, because um, it's on the guide. They've got, got the roller rink. They've got, well, they've had that, haven't they? They've also oh, got the, that um, okay. they've got the retro arcade as well, haven't they? Yeah. Which looks, oh, yeah. Which looks really cool because it's like, from my understanding of it, it's sort of bringing Pac-Man and stuff like that to life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, brilliant. Life-size Pac-Man. That won't traumatise a child at all. No, exactly. <laughs> I also like it as well. Another podcast where we've got to mention some sort of arcade. Games oh yeah, well. yeah. We need to get the gaming thing going. Uh, Kirkstall Abbey um, yeah. is lovely for a day out, and yeah, you're spoiled for dress. But check out the guide if you go to Leeds-Live.co.uk. It's on our homepage and quite a prominent spot. You can't miss it, and you've got links there from everything going on in Leeds. But also, if you're looking for the best beaches, if you're looking for water parks, even strawberry picking, we've got mm. the roundup of where you can go strawberry picking in Leeds as well. It so was a real labour of love, but that's yeah, it took a long time. It was. <laughs> These places are hiding a little bit. There's luckily a lot of people happy to recommend them to us. But yeah, you've got plenty of options. So take a look, check out the guys, see what takes your fancy. And as ever, the best in this podcast is nothing but versatile. Yeah. We've got um a feature knocking up with Tim Boo from James. Nice. We've been promoting a lot, I think, the Scarborough Open Air Theatre programme yeah, this summer. Yeah, definitely. And James is going to be there in August. Um, they, they've obviously joined the likes of Lana Richard have been there, um, Sheik, Noel Gallagher, and then we've got Britney Spears still to come as well, and a few other artists. And yeah, James is going to be there. And I think something that shows yet again the sort of variety you can get at that venue and what, what a good effort they put in this show, great effort they put in this show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the pictures that we recently ran on um, the website... Uh, just show, like I said, just the range of performers. You've got Gary Barlow sat at a piano, and then you've got Noel Gallagher slagging know, Britney Spears off. Slagging Britney Spears off, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just something that went to that gig, it was quite a surreal moment, to be honest. Yeah, they've just got such a fantastic lineup, it's a credit to them and a credit to Scarborough. I imagine it's some wonders for their economy as well as the warm weather, to be honest. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah, it'd be really cool to see, as well as obviously the international acts that are joining the crowd, it's nice to see proper homegrown talent as well. Mm. Um, so do you think you have to sit down for James? I think... That's my only dad joke for the podcast, I apologise. Yeah, I was going to say, I tried to, try to go past it. I did try and go past it, but you, you know... Couldn't resist. <laughs> exactly. Um, but on that song, though, and, and Tim may or may not tell us about this, because it depends, he's a bit... We're not always keen to talk about this yeah, one, I guess. Yeah, true. Um, sit Down's an interesting song with James, because they don't always seem to play it. It's like well, it's their biggest it's, anthem, arguably, but they don't always is, play it. But a lot of bands do that, don't they? When they get one song that puts them on yeah, the map, they start to despise it. It's like um, R.E.M., Shiny Happy People. They didn't want to do that song at all. They didn't want to release it, and now they refuse to play it because they hate it, even that, though it's arguably one of the bigger the biggest, R.E.M. songs. And I think, well, I think to be fair, like, with bands like R.E.M. and obviously James now as well, once you're sort of over ten albums in, you can understand why maybe you're not going to play that song from nearly 20 years ago now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because you've evolved as an artist and as a band, and I suppose the real, you know, the diehard fans that have supported you all the way through will want to hear the more recent stuff anyway, I'd imagine. Exactly. Although, surely, you know, a bit of an encore, come on. Well, look, Here's I mean, tune. whether they do or don't play it, I've, I've looked at the set list and I've been looking to see them sort of relatively recently, and they do play a lot of the big hits for the fans as well, and there's yeah. a nice mix of, you know, newer material as well. So we should have a chat with Tim and see what he's got to tell us to look mm-hmm. forward to heading the Scarpa show.
I've, I've seen yourselves um, four or five times over the last sort of three or four years and a bit further back and I think, I think you're right, that connection you've got with the audience is developing, I guess, and it's, it's lovely to see the reaction to, the, say, the classics, but also some of the new material as well. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's the most important thing for us. We, we, we came back because we felt we still have a lot of great songs and we feel they're equal to everything we've done before. Mm. Absolutely, and, and as I mentioned, I mean the fans seem to be loving it. And Tim, obviously, you've got the festival season now, and you've got a lot of gigs coming up. I mean, you know, we're talking now about Scarb, and you've got Leeds as well. I mean, it must be great to obviously get back on the road and do the festivals, but then go out and do the, you know, the individual gigs in cities and towns across the country. Yeah, well, we've got the big, um, we're playing stadiums at Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Tim, just um, moving forward then with the tour, I mean, once you're done, is the plan maybe, because I've referenced in um, Coming Home Part 2, for argument's sake, is the, is the plan to maybe have a bit of time with the family, then get back out on the road maybe next year, year after? Um, but we'll see and, and then we've got some other plans 
Tim, just just finally, I guess, um, w- when you've got so many albums and so many, like you say, fans spanning decades now, is it is it very difficult to put a set list together? And I mean, you mentioned a second, obviously, maybe not always knowing what you're playing. Is it an organic experience when you're playing? Tim Booth and James. James will be playing at the Scarborough Open Air Theatre on August 18th. Uh, tickets are still available now. They start from £35. And Sam, in August, there's a few of the big name artists coming as well alongside James, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, the day before James is obviously Britney time, uh, which I'm sure lots of people are very excited about. Um, X Factor fans, you can catch James Arthur uh, this week, 26th of July. Mm. That's coming up very soon. Uh, Bastille on the 28th and then the 11th of August you've got Texas um, so yeah still lots to come there before this year's season for them ends and it'll be exciting to see what they announce for 2019 I think they're on a bit of a roll now yeah well. we speculated that last week in the office weren't we? we were saying well if you've got I think that list of artists this year take away the good standard anyway there's at least probably at least four maybe five like really really top level artists on that mm-hmm. list so what comes next then yeah definitely Madonna cool. Madonna, maybe Elton, maybe. Yeah, Elton's farewell tour. My God, that stopping in Scarborough would just be phenomenal. <laughs> I would be there in a flash. Um, so we'll bring you the latest news on what is to come next from there, obviously, in, in due course. Sam, something which I think might be close to your heart next, is it right fair to say or not? Or? Definitely. We've got... Um, so every now and again, I like to harp up about musicals coming to the Grand... And we're in for a treat. Uh, coming up very soon is Calendar Girls, the musical. 
um, which is written by Gary Barlow. It is a musical set in Yorkshire, as the uh, Calendar Girl story was. We will let Gary Barlow offer. He can be an honorary Yorkshireman because he has written a genuinely fantastic book um, and it's such a wonderful show. Um, so yeah, Calendar Girls is at the Grand from the 16th of August to the 1st of September. So it's got quite a decent quite a long run. Run, isn't it? Absolutely. This is the second time it's been at the Grand. Um, it was actually chosen as one of the venues for the premiere of the show, um, when, which was year before last. Um, Gary Barlow came down. You've never seen so many hysterical women in your life. <laughs> it was like the Beatles had reformed. It was mad. He's very good at that, Gary. He's, he's done that he a few times in oh, shows, hasn't he? He likes to pop up. Yeah, sadly, when um, the, the band musical, which is obviously the next one that Gary Barlow wrote, he didn't turn up for that one. But for, yeah, for the... Well, when it first premiered, it was just called The Girls. It wasn't called Calendar Girls, the musical. Yeah, I don't know whether uh, they've done that to make it a bit clearer. Because the Twitter handle, I think, just now is the girls as well. I think yeah, the tweet it was definitely the girls when I saw it. But it is, you know, it's the Calendar Girls story. The film was wildly successful. Mm. Obviously, it's lovely that it's based on, a, you know, a true story. I was lucky enough when I saw the show the first time, they had the members of the Women's Institute, oh, the lovely. original Calendar Girls, cool. uh, in the audience, and that was really lovely. And they got on stage and they sang with the cast and with Gary Barlow, and it was all a bit magical. And what's really nice about it is it's got obviously got that warmth there, and there's a really obviously human story to it. And I think what's what's great is that I mean I don't know the film's least, but we're talking at least over ten years ago now, and it's got that longevity, doesn't it? Oh, you know? definitely, yeah. Because the thing is, the themes of the musical, you know, it's about loss and about friendship and about pulling together to get mm. through something difficult and to find some sort of good out of it, which is the inspiring thing about it. Um, it is a tearjerker. I will warn you now. I definitely cried the first time I saw it. Um, but at the same time, there's these wonderfully sort of joyous moments as well. And by the end, it's just, it's a really uplifting show. Um, the kids, there's a few child acts in it that are fantastic. It's got a really good script. The music's really good. The cast were fantastic. And obviously, it's a different cast this time around, but there's some big names there. Yeah. Britain, Denise Welsh, we've got some good names. So, yeah, I definitely, if you can bag a ticket, although I think they are selling quite quickly, uh, definitely go check it out because I really enjoyed it. And your mention of tickets might nicely segue into something coming up, but um, just just quickly, would you recommend it in your, say, top three or four musicals coming to Leeds this year? Oh, yeah, it's definitely one of the standouts, I think, for their programme. I mean, they've had a strong programme. Yeah, we've yeah. had Wicked, we've had the band musical, mm. we've got a lot coming up as well. Motown coming as well. Motown yeah. is going to be huge, yeah, mm. that's going to be a great one because that's, I think, the first time that's jumped off the West End. Yes, so we'd love yeah. to see that back. Um, but yeah, Calendar Girls, it's, yeah, it's, and don't think it's, I mean, I think some people might say, oh, it's a bit girly or it's a nutshell for women. It's not at all. I think anybody would enjoy this, so don't be put off. Um, I think we used to have girls in the title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is genuinely just a great all-round musical, and Gary Barlow is just such a wonderful um, musician and yeah, lyricist, exactly. and obviously Tim First involved as well, so together they make a really sort of dynamic it, team. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, yeah, go see it. I love it. And Sam mentioned the tickets. Yes, there are still some tickets available you can buy. But why buy them when you can get some for free, I guess? Everybody loves a freebie. Yeah, exactly. So, the good news is, some of you may have already seen this because we've had quite a lot of entries already, but we are running a competition to win um, pairs of tickets to it. We've got 30 tickets to give away, which is not... Yeah, which is massive. Yeah. So, 15 pairs of tickets. Yeah. Um, and this is for... An exclusive performance. This is a performance uh, that's not open to the public. It's actually their final dress rehearsal. So not only do you get to go and see it when it's not a public night, but you get to go on what's, you know, quite 
uh, it's different, it's a bit isn't of a sneak it? Peek, isn't it? Really, it is. You'll get to see it before everybody else before the show even opens, which is exciting. Exactly. So if you want to win these, so basically the production will be on. Um, Wednesday, August 15th at 7.30pm. As I say, we've got 30 tickets to give away, so we're going to split them into pairs. So we've got 15 pairs of tickets to give away yeah. for the show. If you want to win them, it's pretty simple, to be fair. Um, go to our website and you'll see the stories there. So it's leads-live.co.uk. Um, but if you want to bypass that, all you have to do is go to our Best in Leads Facebook page. You will see the post for the um, competition pinned to the top of the page. And then to enter, all you have to do is like our page, share the post by tagging in who you would take with you to the show. Lovely. Yeah. And it's a, it's a pretty good prize, I think. Definitely, yeah. That, it was brilliant of the theatre to give us so many pairs. Exactly, uh, yeah. this. It's lovely for them. So we want to get as many of you to this as possible. We want all of the pairs to go. So get involved and let us know who you take with you. And hopefully we'll have a bunch of you in there on the 15th before exactly. it opens. Then you can brag to everyone how you saw it before anyone else did. And if you could go and send us some pictures of your night out, that'd be even better as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Definitely take a quick snap in front of the theatre before you go in. Do not take pictures during the performance. This is not <laughs> definitely against the rules. But, you know, again, cheeky one outside the poster on the, on the entrance. That'll so, do. Something, again, we're not advocating. We're doing that a bit this episode, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're going to get sued. This is not good. <laughs> and on that note, because um, it's getting very warm in this room and we should probably scarf her. It's warm everywhere. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure yet again, obviously, doing the podcast for you guys. Thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. And don't forget, enter the competition.